In these trying times, all of us at the What Comes After podcast want to express our solidarity with our black brothers and sisters. Please stay safe and stay smart if you plan to participate in any forms of activism. For more information on how you can help, please visit the link in the show notes. Black Lives Matter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the What Comes After podcast. I'm Tyler, your GM. I am Jay. I'm playing Lieutenant Jack Talbot. Uh, I'm Robert. I'm playing David Reese. Hey, I'm Corey. I'll be playing Doc McAvoy. Hey, Jordan, playing Marcus Winters. Hi, I'm Kayla, and I will be playing Piper. Before we begin, as a member of the D20 Radio Network, I'd like to take a minute to tell you about another great podcast on the network, The Order 66 Podcast, hosted by GM Chris and GM Phil. It's the flagship podcast of the D20 Radio Network, uh, and they are devoted to the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars role-playing game. I've included a link to the show in the show notes for this episode, so please check them out. The latest episode they did uh, as of me recording this was about fear checks. Uh, It was a great listen, Uh, so just check them out. So we left off, and you guys had decided to go back. I believe you were going to bring some of the people back to West Island, and then you were going back to Plymouth. What vehicles are you taking? Who's driving what? Uh, I'll drive the the Humvee, I guess, and I'll take the the lead from Plano area better. Okay. And that's the Humvee that they had brought? Yeah. yeah. We've got our van. Are we taking both the transport vehicles or? I think if they both can go. Uh, the first of the two vans, the interior is sort of bit burnt oh, out that from them, yeah. from the Molotov. It's, it's not on, it wasn't on fire, but it's, you know, it's got a lot of charring. Is it still drivable? I mean, bad news. I yeah. don't think the radio's going to work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this, um, this, the dashboard's all melty. Yeah. Our, um, can any of you felt drive? Nobody's overly special about it, but several of them can can drive. All right. I uh, toss them the keys. Um, I will. Jordan, are you gonna? Are you planning on taking point in the Humvee? Yep. All right. Um, is the machine gun in the Humvee still working, or did we destroy it with the tree? I think it's destroyed. Okay. At some level of damage, I don't know how many. Yeah, it's it's a, it's got at least two levels of damage, uh, and it would take more than just a few minutes to to fix it. Um. Okay. Um, so maybe lead with our truck. No, we can lead with the Humvee. Um, I will. Um, I'll sit up there with 
the with one of the assault rifles. Okay. Um, and then um, our uh, our other universe army friend, whose name I can never remember, I could write that down. He can drive. I'm sure he's going to want to talk with Brianna. Oh, I was going to suggest putting him on the machine gun in our truck. Works. So who's driving the van? I'll drive. And what about the second transport? The the ones that we stole from the raiders. Yeah, there there are two that were that had the prisoners in them. Plus yeah, the I I tossed keys to both of them to whichever okay. who were right. the first two prisoners to raise their hands. Okay. Whichever fool didn't step back when asked for volunteers. Right. Um, we'll put them in the middle. Um, Jordan and I will take point in the Humvee, and then um, I'm sorry, Marcus and I will take point in the Humvee, and then David, if you want to bring up um, bring up the rear, that way we've got full coverage. Sure. Jock, where are you? What what uh, vehicle are you going to be in? Um, how? What is the condition of most of the? now freed slaves is there anybody that i need to be working on or checking on because no no nobody was injured um they're all you know they haven't eaten well in several days at least um but there's nothing you know they're not injured okay um i will just get into one of the the passenger vans then and i would spend okay. most of the trip trying to ingratiate myself to these people and calm them down and talk to them about plymouth you know okay so we'll put you in the first one then yeah, uh and and piper is going in which um probably wherever this room <laughs> uh well there's i mean there's the front of the other prisoner van or there's there's uh, the back seat of the Humvee, or there's several seats in, in the van that they brought. Cool. I'll go in the back seat of the Humvee. Okay. We need to limit how much information we give to these people. I'm already in the van. I didn't really worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where are you going first? Back to West Island. Um, okay. So, why don't you give me a, call it average survival? Um, with two setbacks because you haven't really gone you haven't gone there from here so what's the result two success and one advantage are you avoiding cities or are you I'll avoid the city that's close to the uh, the raiders hideout alright so I'm going to say actually about six and a half hours uh, until you're uh, until you're getting there, but um, uh, any conversations that want that you guys want to have in the cars on on the drive? I probably do ask Bobby and Jimmy. Uh, do you guys know anything about that uh, Russian witch woman? She showed up about. About a week ago, with that um, that one that you guys killed. Um, how, how long seemed... have... so, 
as as uh, he asked that, how long have you guys been here? I assume Brianna's in the vehicle because yeah, the colonel's um, on the gun. I believe it was about three days for for them. Before I'd have to, I'd have before to, they showed I'd have up. to go back and check. Um, definitely before we saw the kid, and definitely before. Yes, she showed up showed before up. all that. Yes, okay. Based on based on what they're saying, um, she showed up earlier. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure that I was remembering that correctly. That. I don't know what they were talking about, but they were always planning. I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I wasn't involved in that. And, you know, that was too low level to. Mm to know what they were, what, what exactly they were talking about, but they were, they seemed to be planning things. All right. She definitely cast, used some magic before that we had seen, but nothing, you know, there, there's been people here and there that have controlled magic a little bit, but. Always little things. Yeah. Yeah. And she seemed a little bit more adept at it than, than anybody else. Uh, oh, that's not hard to to do, I guess. If you're particularly um, skilled at it, I guess. Mm. Uh, anybody else having conversations? I know Doc was possibly going to uh, have a conversation. Um, yeah, who who is in that first uh, passenger van with me? Aside, you've got one of the um, one of the former prisoners. I guess Doc Doc's biggest concern here would be to try and comfort the people that are in this van who have just gone through this traumatic experience. Um, so I would be he'd be peppering them with with sort of calming questions about what their life was like before they were captured and then talks to them about what the settlement in Plymouth is like. Um, not in great detail, but in general, you know, and ideas just to sort of comfort people. Why don't you give me an average charm or leadership check? Whichever is, whichever is higher. Yeah. Whichever. I mean, it's up to you that they're both applicable here. I'll give you a uh, a boost eye on this as well, because you guys okay. did help them, <laughs> free them. Okay, that's one failure and one advantage. Okay. Um, on social checks, uh, do you have any strain left over? I have one strain. So you could you could heal that. Um, you could give a boost die to the next active character's check, but that's not really uh, <laughs> all that applicable here. Mm -hmm. um, so recovering the stream might be the best way to do it. Yeah. And then I got to fail. I didn't, I didn't charm anybody. Yeah. I, and it's not that, you know, you, you made them not want to go there. You just, you just kind of talked for a while and, and never really got through with a point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, but what do you what do you what do you say to him? Well, as I as I had said, I'd probably open with some questions about 
what they had experienced before um, in this sort of world that we're all facing and then talk to them about the way that we build Plymouth. So I would. Okay. Um, he tells you that um, he was living with some people to the West um, past Providence. Um, and they were basically all taken. Um, it was, and it was really, it was particularly hard for them. Um, given that, you know, there, there were a fairly small group of people, um, with not a lot of resources, um, speak of. And then one day a bunch of, a bunch of raiders showed up and, and, killed a couple of them and then took the rest of them into, you know, tied them up and, and brought them all the way here. It's really awful. And I'm, I'm sorry to hear of those experiences. But what we've had in Plymouth um, is due a great deal to luck and circumstance, but there's, there's a larger gathering there of people and, you know, we're, we're working together because that's the only way that we're, we're all going to survive in the, the world of it is now. Okay. Um, is that what caused the, like, does the guy just stop talking at that point, or do you ask something that um, causes him to clam up? I think I think he stops talking at that point, sort of remembering the the experiences that he, he dealt with up until that point. Uh, and while... Um, it wasn't a great situation. It also wasn't all that worse than he was already dealing with. Um, but that's not to say that he's not he's not going to want to stay in Plymouth or stay with West Island. Uh, but he doesn't seem too excited either way. A lot going on. Kind of a. a a tough day for 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 him um any conversations going on in that lead van or in that lead humvee um who's in the who's in the humvee i know i'm in that you, it is you marcus and jack um yeah i'll probably speak up from the back and um because they're both in the front driving right yep uh i'm in the turret Okay. With yes, with an assault rifle, be able to shoot yeah. from. Um, I would probably just ask them, like, so who are you guys? Where'd you come from? Just go about rescuing people. Um, you can go ahead, Jet. Well, Jack probably kind of hears her say something, but you know no, you're driving right now, allowed. so <laughs> there's there's a there's a bit of wind and a bit of engine. Well, you might guess, Jack. There's a, from across the pond. I'm from the area, but uh, you know we don't just generally go around saving people. West Island save their people. What pond? The, the figurative pond. He's from England. You know, the bloke from accent stuff. 
The funny looking military uniform. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. He did seem kind of like a weirdo. Yep. That's Jack. Jack, you just kind of catch your name um, over the over the wind and the the engine sounds. What? What's that? I'll look up and give him a salute. Why are you being weird? What? Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. So, um, so you guys uh, pull up to a uh, a gate at the beginning of a causeway that leads onto West Island. Uh, there are two men on either side. Um, on calling them guard towers would be generous. They're more like. Um, scaffolding that's been built up and plywood applied to the front of um, to give them a little bit of cover. Uh, and they call out uh, as you guys pull up. What can we help you with? We're uh, back with the people that were taken from your island. We're from Plymouth. Um, why don't you give me a charm check? This is going to be hard. And given what has shown up, uh, there's going to be two setback on it. They do not know you guys. Marcus, you old charmer. What could <laughs> possibly go wrong? Uh, one threat. <laughs> you better than I thought I was going to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. All right, so um, it's been a long drive. Um, so you, you're, you're going to take a strain from your threats. Um, well, uh, why, don't, why don't you all step out of the... The vehicles, and then we'll then we'll talk. Okay. I'm gonna tell uh, Mark Marcus right in the um, SUV with me. I'm just gonna like whisper and be like, "I'm technically not a part of Plymouth yet, so I'm just gonna chill right here." Alright. So I'll get out. I'll, I'll wave back to the. The vans with passengers yeah. uh, I will. Uh, I'll start climbing down, and uh, I'll probably lean into Piper. And they're not going to make that distinction right now. You should probably step out and show them that you're not a threat. I'll roll my eyes at him, but I'll kind of like I'll scooch out of the Humvee, but just kind of lean against it so I can like pop back in if need be. Yeah, looks like we're spilling out. Uh, people start uh, stepping out. People start stepping out of the back and um, start moving forward and pick out the people who identified themselves as people from the West Island and push them forward. One of them steps forward. Um, uh, he had identified himself as Gary Miller and um, it's okay, John. It's us. Um, right behind him. Ding and- dong, special delivery. 
Why would you do that? <laughs> well, in the moon. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a couple stickers. Marcus didn't. Um, and um, the other one climbs down and starts opening the gates. You'd think rescuing their friends wouldn't be a mood that needs lightning. It should be great. Couldn't see their friends. Well, I told them. And and with a face like that, could you lie? Well, you guys just gonna sit out there all day, or are you, you gonna you gonna pull in? This is going to go smashingly. Smashingly. We'll get back in the Humvee and we'll start pulling forward. Uh, all right, they direct you to a to a clearing uh, just beyond the gate, um, and everybody are most of the people that were in in the vehicles don't get back or had gotten out, and they don't get back in. They just kind of walk in. Um, and there's a bit of a a crowd that starts to gather. Crowd is probably not the right term. There's probably about 20, 25 people here. Um, well, for after the end, that's definitely a crowd. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a bit of a reunion between some people, um, but also these three peop- these three guys that um, that got taken were not technically from Plymouth, they were from a homestead that's right nearby. Um, so while they're, they're well-known here... What did I say? You said Plymouth. Okay, yeah. So West Island, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, they were, they were nearby. Um, and from what you knew, the rest of their homestead was, was killed in the attack. One of the folks... Um, approaches um he identifies himself as murray uh donald uh, and he is the leader um have the at least the four of you gotten together i don't know where pipe what piper is doing have, uh, you, have the four of you sort of congregated to each other yeah i would imagine that we've all sort of gathered at the front humvee at this point yeah, I'm probably hanging by, like, not so much with the group, but definitely close enough to, like, overhear stuff. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, a middle-aged man somewhere in his probably 50s or so um, arrives and, and looks around. And they, there's a, a brief interaction between the um, between the three and him, and then he, then he comes up and approaches, well... Uh, I can't thank you enough, boys, for for what you did. I wish I could. I don't have much to give you. What? Uh, what? It's pretty late in the day now, right? Yeah, it is. As you said, it took us like six and a half hours to get here. Yeah, so it's probably around five five thirty. Um, so it's it's just getting it's close to dark. Um, sun has probably just about gone down. Just got that last little remnant of light. But, um, I can at least offer you lodging and I didn't, I didn't think they were going to send as many people as they did. He sort of looks back at the, the other people that are sort of congregating around the, the two trucks 
These were some of the other captives. Oh, oh, there were there were more. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and uh, I I keep an eye out because it's not like we dealt with the group. There were forty of them. Okay. We caught them with these uh, transport vehicles and grabbed the prisoners then. Okay. But that that group is still out there. All right. Well, we we um the couple groups that weren't staying here, um, we convinced them after the attack to 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 move in here. We had, we had a good amount of room. Um, although this is this was really just a summer community back before. Um, but we've got some home. We've got some some beds at least uh, for, for people. And, um, I can have some, some beds made up for you guys as well. And, um, and we'll, we'll feed you for the night and, and in the morning and I'll see what I can figure out as far as, uh, helping you guys and, and or thanking you guys for helping me, helping out the, the community. Uh, and he calls over, um, uh, a woman and says something and, and she goes off, um, seemingly to make, uh, arrangements for you guys to figure out where, where are they going to put you for the night? Would you guys be open to talking about letting some of these people stay here if they wanted to? Um, we could probably take uh four or five but uh we're we're pretty taxed as it is now um bring in uh bringing those folks in in here well we've got the room uh food's been tight and it's going to get a little bit tighter for at least for a while if you don't have those people out there on free on the land yeah we're uh we're hoping maybe as the as the weather warms up that we can get some fields ready that are a bit closer so they don't have to be quite so far out. But as I'm sure you guys dealt with up there in Plymouth, uh, this was a, a bit of a tough winter. And this was our first as a, as a community. Well, anything you can do is appreciated. He survived it. And that's strong, uh, strong hope for the future of this place. Well, I need to go. Um, I need to go get uh, things prepared for tonight. Then, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna have you eating with us, um, he points to a a newer um, newer building. Um, that's that's where we eat, um, and. Um, we're going to be starting soon, starting starting to cook soon. If you guys, uh, you know, if you guys want to wait or do whatever until then, we'll let you know when when things are ready. Thank you. And he goes yeah, off. Is there, any, is there anything I can we can do to help? I'm uh, I don't know my ass or my elbow around the kitchen, but I'm handy with a knife. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think you've, you guys have done enough to to help us out. I, I, th I think uh, I think we'll we'll take care of this for you guys. Thank you, though. I'll probably move over to Piper, and um, I, I have to apologize. I, I called her an alien, but I realized I was wrong. 
She's a Rus- Russian witch from another dimension from Rasputin's army. R- Rasputin? Like, mm-hmm. like Anastasia? Oh Rasputin? my god, I wish that sounded Apparently. crazier than it does. I mean, I mean, what? those two can back me up, I say, pointing towards Brianna and Kenner. They're from that dimension. Yeah, so Piper's just going to kind of shrug and, like, hold up her crowbar. And she's just going to be like, honestly, I apparently can shoot lightning out of this thing. So, fuck it. Rasputin. Sure. And you've been able to do it for a while now. But it feels like it's been getting easier over the last four or five days. As in, easier to, to cast spells. Before, it was like a trickle uh, of of um whatever energy it is that allows you to do it um and it would take you a while to be able to do it again but uh within the last few days it has been more like your whatever it is has you're not depleting it as you use it nearly as much it's becoming almost like a kind of like a familiar feeling yeah so I'm going to I'm going to look at me like what's your name again? Oh, uh, David. David. Yes. So you don't really seem much like these other types hanging about here. How'd you get mixed in with this lot? Uh I honestly don't know. Uh I suppose it's cuz I'm handy with an axe and they thought that was useful. I mean, you're you're definitely the crazy one of the group I, you know I'll, I'll give you that but um then again this world's pretty messed up right now so maybe only the crazy survive mm. so, so let's so, interject here um doc is in front of the two of them eavesdropping on their conversation and trying to act like he isn't <laughs> <laughs> okay um, well, probably not yeah. super subtle, so. <laughs> he is not a very smooth man, but he is trying to eavesdrop and pretend he's not eavesdropping. All right. Uh, why don't you give me a deception check versus whoever's got the higher vigilance of the two of you? Um, I've got uh, a rank of one in it. And what's your um, willpower? Uh, two. That is higher. Uh, so one red and one purple. Failure in a threat. There it is. <laughs> okay, so... Um, all right, so uh, as you guys are, are talking, um, first of all, Doc, it's been a long day. Um, your head's starting to hurt, uh, so you're going to take a strain. Okay. Not, um, not only is he clearly near us, he is clearly listening. <laughs> yes, he is... Um, <laughs> Doc is trying his best not to to look at you guys, but every once in a while, when one of you finishes talking, you just catch a glance of him, like looking over, or or like leaning over so he can hear what you're saying. So I noticing this, um, I kind of like throw my arm around David, and then I take my crowbar and I kind of poke Doc in the back, and I say, "You know what I've decided." You might be crazy, but you're a nice kid. And, and this one over here, he's pretty nice, too. I'm going to follow you guys around, make sure, you know, you don't leave me behind when you uh, go off to Plymouth. You well, guys well, are going to bring me there. 
Why would we do that? You can shoot lightning. You, you're clearly going to be useful. I'll, like, you know, point out to Marcus and, and Mr. Britt over there and be like, yeah, they don't seem too fond of people coming over to Plymouth, and that is where I'm heading, and I plan to get there without dying, so you two are going to make sure that happens. I, I think it's because Marcus is a bit delusional. Like, he, he's, treating Plymouth like a, he he's treating Plymouth like it's a secret society. Like, we're not safe because <laughs> no one knows where we are. We're safe because we have sight lines and big fuck-off guns. It's, it's eloquently put, but yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. I would appreciate it if you didn't poke me with whatever that thing is, though. I can Please. mostly control it. I wouldn't worry about it. I don't know what it is. It looks like a crowbar, but it clearly shoots lightning. It's kind of fun, too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, any other conversations happening between now and you guys actually see them uh, bring a rather large um, buck uh, into what appears to be the kitchen um, and start um, and presumably start getting it ready to cook. But uh, if there's nothing else you guys want to talk about between now and then, um, they hold a bit of a banquet, um, thanking you guys. And um, it, it's a bit meager. Um, it's not what people would traditionally think of as a banquet, but it is very clearly, um, for these people at least, it is above and beyond what they'd normally be doing. Uh, and there is a lot of appreciation for what you guys have done. Um, and um, at the end of the night, um, they bring you to a um, small house that's got um, It's got eight beds across like four or five rooms. Uh, and then they held, there's basically two buildings that are fairly close to each other. These are all like, for the most part, these are like cottages. Um, so between you and the rest of the prisoners that you have freed and Kenner and Brianna, you're in, you're in like two, two houses that are fairly close to each other. Actually, I'm sorry, there's probably three houses given, because you also had Bobby and Jimmy. Um, so given the amount of people, it's yeah, five it's of good. you, nine. He's um, going to be so cranky in the morning, because he's not going to sleep. <laughs> well, if we didn't put him in the house with them, he probably still wouldn't sleep, but at least this way, he can feel like he's doing something. Of the sort of nine like the five of us and then the four main NPCs. What is the, how are we divided up in these houses? Like who is where? What are the That's groupings? up to you guys. Okay. Group, what are the groupings? <laughs> Piper will probably stick close to either David or Doc, determining that, I don't know, they're the safest or easiest to be around and She's really keen on getting to Plymouth, so she wants to keep someone in her sights. My assumption would be that the four of us would be staying in the same 
So I, there's, I there are three um, houses to divide up amongst the, there are a total of 17 of you minus the three um, that belong here. Don't forget about there's, that. Kenner there's 20 minus Brianna. three. Yeah, I, I am including them. Okay. In this system, do you have to get like a full eight hours of sleep or? Yes, if you have wounds to recover, um, or strain in order, yeah, or strain, yeah, you would need to to rest. But um, if if you're you're healthy, going a night without sleep might not be so big a deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll get some sleep, but I mean, it's probably multiple nights without sleep before you have to start making. Resilience checks to avoid penalties. Yeah, resilience. Yeah, like that would be long term, like more than a single. Yeah, it probably you might have to make one after the first night, <laughs> or you know, or not after the first night, after the second night, I should say. I'll say since Piper has been kind of a captive for a little bit, um, she's probably going to attempt to stay up all night. Okay. No, I'm going to stay uh, up three hours later than everybody and wake up two hours earlier than planned wake up. <laughs> okay, so it is up to you guys how well you sleep. Uh, I'm going to keep watch on the cabins. The beds are certainly not the most comfortable you've ever slept in, but they're also not the worst. Um for Piper, they probably are the one of the better beds you've slept in recently. Um, but again, it's up to you guys how well you sleep when you do sleep. But um, with no worries and a great night's rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to sleep just fine. Doc, Doc, Doc won't sleep fine, but he rarely sleeps fine. Um, it's just kind of his nature when he's around this many people to want to check on all of them and make sure everybody's good, especially after what went on today and whatever he's been through. So, especially since two of them are actually injured. Right. So he's going to be fitful at best well, when he does sleep. But well, realistically, um, only one of those two is injured at this point. Uh, but but it's been, you know, you've been he's out of the woods. Yeah, he's he's out of the woods. Um, you know, no, he's stop, stop from worrying. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. He he could be. Everybody could be out of the woods, but he's still going to be with this many people concerned that there's something that he's missed or. Yeah. No. Sure. Absolutely. I think that was. Um, I think it was uh, Bobby that. Uh, one of them got almost cut in half by Dave. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> either, that, either Bobby or Jimmy. So. Yeah. But uh, but morning comes unless there's something somebody wants to do in the middle of the night. Nope. All right. As long as I'm sneaking out of the cabin, nothing to do. Nobody tries to sneak out. Nobody tries to sneak in. They're too busy sweeping off what is a probably good meal that they've had in a long time. Yep. Yep. Um, most of the former captives um, seem to sleep very well. 
Um, and um, morning comes, you're given a decent breakfast, and um, Mari Donalds approaches you again uh, with a cart uh, that is full of white uh, paper bags. I know it's not much, but we recently found a large amount of commercially packaged salt. Um, and I know that uh, this might help you guys in preserving and being ready for another winter. We've got plenty left over beyond this, but uh, this this will at least help you guys out as well. Uh, I really wish we could do more. Uh, I, like I said, I'd worry more about the danger that's still out there. Like like I said, it was a group of at least 40, and they... Yeah, it might, it might take, take, a, take a ton of mouth. Or combined resources. Well, I don't know if they know quite where we are. Um, the homestead that those guys were in uh, is a bit farther north. Um, and the reason we chose this area is because, as you can see, the only way into it is the causeway. Um, so we have a, a bit of a decent defensive point to... Uh, to hold if if we need to. The absolute best thing that you can do for all of us is to uh, stay safe and to prosper here. We need more prospering settlements if we're going to build anything. That's the plan. That's that's the plan. Uh, but he shakes everyone's hands um, and please, if if we can help you, just just let us know and we'll we'll do what we can. Where are you guys going next? Are we um, taking both of the transport vans, or are we leaving one with these people? Probably taking both. I think we need both of them still. We've only dropped off how many people here? Three. Like I said, you've, you've got 20. You can fit. Um, so the, the Humvee has room for the driver, the gunner, and three others. Your van has room for the driver, gunner, and seven. You could leave one here if you wanted to. Well, Plymouth, uh, West Island said they could take four. Oh yes, no, I'm I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, they'll they um they take their own um and four. Yeah, they can probably take four more. Before we leave, I, I want to ask how many men they'd have that might be willing or able to fight if it came to bring the fight to these raiders in a combined effort without leaving us totally defenseless. Um, maybe 10. Okay. I hope it won't come to it, but it very well may. And I mean, that, that's before the, these, these fellows that are, that are going to be staying with us. Um, but so I don't know, I don't know much about them, but at least 10. Okay. All right. Let's slow it up. So you're taking, we're taking all the vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And how many refugees are left over? So of the the prisoners, um, not including Piper, there are four plus Bobby and Jimmy. Okay, six. Not so bad. So this, yes, there's the, the six of them, and then also Brianna and Kenner, right? Yeah, thirteen. There are thirteen. That's including us. Yes, but that's including Kennard and and Bobby and Jimmy and Brianna. Okay. 
And if you want to switch vehicles, Marcus, so the actual Plymouth vehicle is the first one to visible. Yep. That's probably a good idea. Just switch drivers and put uh, you in front with the the van. All right. So again, we're going to need another survival check uh, to get home. On the trip back, Doc would um, take the position as driver of one of these vehicles. Okay. Uh, all right. So the survival check is an average difficulty survival check, uh, which Marcus has rolled and generated four failures and five advantages. Ooh. So. How many advantages does it take to change those failures? <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So we have to go um, around because our normal route is unavailable. What interesting thing do we find instead? Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> so you you waste you four failures. You're wasting a day. Um, you have not come this way before. You don't know the best way to get back, but you have what five advantages, right? So, what do you come across that's useful to you guys? What what oh, super interesting thing? Uh, that's that's really close because you because. You guys are basically right near New Bedford right now. Right. We, we had gotten a list of interesting things to be on the lookout not too long ago. What cool thing off that list do we find? Um, yeah, like... An there, untouched you know, library? Because someone was looking for books that might help people learn yep. new skills. Yeah, the idiot yep, yep. guide books. Uh, books, um, any type on perishable foods. Um, I mean, even clothing is is something that's, you know, going to be important at some point or f just fabric for people to make clothing out of. An untouched bookstore that was actually a cafe, so there's sealed things of coffee. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> coffee. That will be like a huge boost to morale because that's uh, super uncommon. Up to you guys. What do you find? Uh, I'd say the how-to books off that list. I don't like having a debt. Okay. Uh, that wasn't things like you, that you had to find. It was just it was just things like if you find these. Oh, um, uh, okay. I was like in trade. There's a bolo on some things you, we still need. Yeah, like you. Um, they wanted you to bring something back, and you did bring something back. If memory serves me right for that. Yeah, so we, I think we had, didn't we find extra medicine like on the. I think so. I think that's what it was. Yeah. A bookstore cafe that wasn't clearly a cafe. Like it's not advertised as such. So no one actually scavenged <laughs> it. We go sure. in expecting just books and find that it was. There's some sealed like packages sure. of coffee yeah. beans. So, so you come across a bookstore. Um, what kind of books do you find? What kind of specific books? Like, you know, what uh, what do you find as far as the how-to stuff goes? Um, I would probably find, like, a DIY book on, like, I don't know, how to, like, tune up your car and just laugh at it and then just, like, chuck it over my shoulder. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, you guys are able to find like if that's what you want, you know, some general DIY stuff. You're able to find uh, plenty of that stuff um, to bring back. Um, I'd say you you probably end up loading the back of one of those uh, one of those prisoner transport vans up with boxes of books and random occult books because apparently it's gotta be important because there's some <laughs> sort of altered dimension with a still or sputin and magic sure. Workers. sure um yeah and you find a few probably. a few boxes of coffee nice doc would probably focus on trying to find books for the school okay all right work books or anything like that that might happen to be there all right so uh, survival yeah. manuals Whoever has the coffee, I'd probably just like slide up to them and be like, I've never had coffee before. <laughs> I was too um, young for coffee back when my mom it made is... it. <laughs> it is unfortunately not instant coffee. <laughs> it's just beans. This... <laughs> Do you just eat the beans? Like, is that how coffee works? That's never having coffee before. It's better to have never loved at all than love and lost. <laughs> do we find any cigarettes? Yeah, I destroy yeah. them if we do. <laughs> not, in, not at this store. Uh, okay. No, early early eighties. He smoking smoking was good for you in the early eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone did it. It was all good. Right. It wasn't quite the cowboy Wild West where the doctor would be smoking a cigarette while he was doing your, uh, you know, your appointment. But smoking a cigarette <laughs> while chewing. Well, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> <but> it, was... <laughs> it it depends on on what the appointment's about. If it's just an office visit, he might be. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but um. But again, that probably takes you the full day. Was this cafe the kind of cafe that also served adult beverages? No. No, it was like, <laughs> it, it, they were trying to be like an artisanal coffee shop. That's why it's not instant coffee. It's like, it, it's a, Fancy. a little bit on the Fancy. higher end of the Fancy. coffee brand range. It's like a but yuppie coffee clearly, shop. Yeah. Oh, so it's it's like Folgers exactly. instead of Maxwell House. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, was a, it was a small bookstore that was trying to, you know, serve its clientele and get more business. Yeah. Little did they but know the get... world was about to end. <laughs> um, so, that pretty much ends the day, though. Um... So you guys are going to have to hole up either in the vehicles or find a place to, to hole up. Um, um, can we check inside the shop to see if there's a way to make that coffee and then just all night it all the way back? <laughs> <laughs> just chew on the coffee beans. <laughs> hey, let me teach you an old, uh, an old military trick. You chew on the coffee beans. Did you find any hot sauce? Put a couple of drops of hot sauce in your eyes. What? <laughs> I would advise against oh. anyone putting hot sauce in their eyes. It's, it's, it keeps you awake on late patrol. Well, driving at night is a bit precarious. Um, it, it might be just better off waiting in the morning. 
leaning some seats back and chilling in the cars or uh let's try and find a building we might find something useful while holding up in it uh okay why don't you guys uh give me a group perception check versus a we'll call it average but it's getting dark so you're gonna have two setback dice on that um i have one i have one rank in perception I have two ranks what's the highest cunning probably you right three I have yeah, three no. as well. I have a three in cunning, but not in uh, perception. Right, so it sounds like two ranks and three cunning? Mm-hmm. With two setback dice. Who's rolling? Uh, I got it set up. God damn it. Oh, wait, that's good. <laughs> yeah, two, 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 two. Six, six, success. Success is good. And it looks bad. But one threat. <laughs> Um, that was okay. just a gut reaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, I assumed it was going to be bad because Jordan was rolling. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, you do find a, a good place to uh, to hole up a small house. Um, and it's, it's, the, the threat no. is that he opens one of those bags because of coffee because he uh, still is worried and is munching on beans. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't sleep that well last night. He's obviously not going to sleep that well this night. Uh, you're going to take a strain. It's you know you're starting to feel the effects of of uh, of a night plus without sleep, um, especially after a very hectic day uh, yesterday. Do any of the um, the remaining rescued individuals uh, try to flee? <laughs> Because <laughs> we're supposed to bring him back to Plymouth and got lost for a day and then spent the day at a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a little bit of confusion, but ultimately they're they're all pretty helpful um, about it. You know that they're mm-hmm. you know they they help you load the the trucks and 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 find the stuff that you're looking for. They've seen the West Island, what they got fed, and heard that Plymouth is better. <laughs> So better up position. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what are you guys doing for meals? I suppose I'll go hunting. Okay. Um, I have, I have um, four days worth of... No, I'm sorry. I have four meals worth of rations. Trail ration okay. stuff. So if it comes to that, I can at least, you know, we can have a little something. Okay. Um, I think this is this will be an easy check. This will be an easy survival. Again, some setback dice for. Um, oh. Uh, but, but it's fine. Cause, yeah, because you're going to negate them anyway. Um, so I got one two advantage. Okay. Um, a lot of you though. So enough for a meager meal. Yeah, yeah, you guys end up with a, a, a fairly meager meal. You, you manage to, to catch a few rabbits. Um, I assume we have to use most of my those rations. rations. Yeah, yeah, I'd say you, more than likely you end up using the, the rations in addition to um, 
what Marcus is able to bring back. Um, but um, you recover a strain uh, because uh, you're back to doing something that that you you tend to enjoy doing. You're you're on your own for a little bit, uh, finding the rabbits. Alone, so. killing in the wood. It's my happy place. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the What Comes After podcast. New episodes are released every other Monday. If you like what you hear, please take a time to leave a review and share with your friends. What Comes After is an actual play podcast using the Genesis RPG system by Fantasy Flight Games. We are a member of the D20 Radio Network. All music in the podcast is created by Alexander Nakarada, and you can find a link to that music in the show notes.